Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast, a place for the modern Latina who is ready to get out of her own way and build the life she wants. I'm Sonia Alejandra, your host and the founder of Mujeron Movement, y juntas we'll explore the topics of self-development, entrepreneurship, community, and everything in between that empowers us on our journey to becoming the Mujeron of our dreams. Vamos a lograrlo juntas. Thank you, Mujerones, for being here today with us. I'm super excited because I have one of the people that have supported me way before I started Mujer on Movement, someone that has truly been a mentor for me in this journey, self-development, and just building my own brand. She helped me from the beginning, and I am just so grateful that she is in my life, Kathy. Thank you so much for being here today and taking the time to chat with us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. So I know you have a lot going on now, Kathy. Um, and like I mentioned, we've known each other for a while. So I'm excited to share about your story and see what you're up to now. And also, I know you're going to give us great nuggets because you always, always do that. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit more about you and how Crafty Chica was born? Sure. Well, I'm Kathy Conamurio. And since I, my whole thing has just been about embracing as many awesome experiences as possible, not just recreationally, but also career wise, because what we do for a living is such a huge part of our lives. I always felt, why should I surrender that to something doing that I'm not happy doing? I feel like our magic comes when we're doing what we love. So early on from high school, like I made this list of all these things I wanted to do, like write novels, entertain, you know, interview celebrities for the newspaper, travel, all of these things. And I was able to do all of those things. I, I made a plan for each one of them. Sometimes it was an unexpected plan, but I always had them, the list ready to go. If one thing didn't work out, I'm like, okay, let me go to the next thing on the list. And one of those things was to be an artist and a writer full time. And when I married my husband, he's a musician and an artist. And on our wedding night, we promised each other that we would make a living and raise our family doing what we love to do because we figured doing a working different jobs, we wouldn't get to see each other. We were best friends. And mm -hmm. we're like, gosh, you know, if we're both gone at different jobs, we won't get to see each other the way we're used to seeing each other. So we made a plan that we would find a way to make it work. And the early days, definite struggle train. We had not figured anything out. It was really difficult. And we had, we started with our art, my husband's band. I booked his gigs like five or six nights a week. We ended up with 300 accounts for our art order all over the country. It was too much and it was unorganized. So I went to the next thing on the list, which was to be a writer at the Arizona Republic. And I started there and I worked my way into the newsroom. They asked me to do a craft column and it got syndicated and it was running in 130 papers all around the country. Wow. Every 
And I remember getting the press releases that people would send in for me to write an article about them. And I thought, I'm going to make my own brand. I'm going to be my own company. I'm going to work on it at nighttime after the family goes to bed, doing the dishes, helping the kids with their homework, all of that. And I did it. And in 2007, I was able to leave the newspaper and go do Crafty Chica full-time. And it was being creative, making a a full-time living, teaching people how to be creative. And while I I launched my blog, I stayed very consistent with it. And I, again, I made a list of those things that I wanted to do to have my own product line, to teach workshops, to travel, to author books. And all of those things came to be, and it all came from having my blog, being consistent. I love social media, so I really embraced all of the tools I could to help spread the word about what I was doing, which was craft tutorials. And here it is. Last year was my 20th anniversary of Crafty Chica, and it was my most profitable year to date. And, you know, I've heard all the sayings of, oh, blogging is dead, or oh, once you're this age, everything stops, or once you do this, once you do that. And I didn't listen to any of it. I listened to my heart. I listened to my instincts. And I just kept pursuing the things that I absolutely love to do. And that to me is really the key to success. Because if you really love what you do, you will find a way to make it work and not just survive, not just pay the bills, but to really be prosperous, to level it up. Because especially if you're putting good out into the world, you deserve to be prosperous to keep generating that to bring more people on. It just is like a domino effect. So that's, that's my story in a nutshell. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. 20 years. That's Mm -hmm. incredible. And I want to just thank you for opening so many doors for so many Latinas, right? I feel like when we see someone like you and what you're doing, that you've had so much success, it's almost like a permission slip for us that mm-hmm. hey, we can do it too. Now in our chat, you shared with me that there's been key things in your journey that have helped you get here. The first one you shared with me was how we don't have to do everything at once. How was that something that helped you be able to get to where you are today? Well, it's a lesson that I am always working on. I'm all, I feel like I'm always learning this because we come up with an idea, we get really excited, and then we want to add it into what we're already working on right now. So back in the early days, I just did all of the ideas at the same time, and I could quickly see which ones were not going to stick. And at that time in the early stages, it was good because I needed to find the right footing. I needed to find which, which, which path is good for me. But once I really got on that path, I had to learn to make it a strong foundation. And to have a strong foundation, you really have to strategize and build layers. And for me, the layers, I looked at brands like Oprah, 
Tyra, <laughs> JLo, and I would literally go to their website at the Pioneer Woman, like just all these different brands. And I would say, okay, how are they doing this? They have books, they have products that they sell. They have experiences that they sell. They put out good content that helps people. So I thought, how can I do a Crafty Chica version of that? So mm. I just started building out each platform one at a time. And for example, the retreats, the experience, I thought once a year, we'll, we will do that once a year and it will be a big event. For products, I thought, what is one, instead of doing a bunch of little products, what is one company I can work with where I can do a full-blown product line? And this time it's fashion. Okay, down the road, two years from now, I will go into scrapbooking, um, those kind of products. Then down the road, I'll go into fabric. So I just kind of like did it like a timeline. And I thought, okay, for this year, what are the things I'm going to work on this year? And I mapped those out for the four quarters of the year. That way I didn't feel so anxious to mm. jump on the other ideas that I had because I'm a hyper creative. And what would happen is I would get an amazing idea and I would get up in the middle of the night and start working on it. And it would delay what I already had in progress and it would set that back, especially if you're the only one in your business doing it. Like, it's just so important to stay focused and follow through like which project has the long, has more legs, which is going to be the payoff, the stronger foundation, get that done first. And then the other things you can work to build on that. So it's just realizing, like I was saying earlier, I look at it like it's a long red carpet. Life is like a long red carpet that we get to walk down. And instead of thinking we everything, if we try to do everything at the beginning, we won't have the energy once we get going to the rest of the red carpet, but we will have energy. So you've just kind of got to space it out. And, and here it is 20 years later, I always worried like, well, I have enough ideas to keep this business going. <laughs> and I would worry about that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this was my busiest year yet. And I had a fabric collection that came out. I had um, my products in Barnes and Noble come out of this wow. line in the on in pottery stores. And I was on HSN all year several times. So it, it all came from planning it out, planting the seeds, and then you just keep watering them and knowing that when it's meant to be at the right time, it will happen for sure. Mm, I love that. I love that idea of like the layers, right? And I can mm -hmm. totally resonate with this because even when I first started Mujeron and you and I have had chats about, you know, having the annual event and doing the this and that and the, the the quarterly events and um the the program that I have the podcast it, there's so many things to a brand and to obviously our goals right so I love that idea of like really peeling the layers and taking it one at a time because mm -hmm. I truly believe that's what's helped me stay consistent with the podcast and now have the the program that I have and hopefully soon the event. So, so many things. I, I absolutely love that. 
So the second thing you shared with me is really trusting our intuition. How has that helped you reach the success that you have today? Well, I think it's a combination of like, I like to look at the end goal and see what I need to do, like trusting your intuition in, in knowing what is meant for you. And for me, like writing novels, I thought that was a crazy idea. It didn't fit into crafting, but my intuition, my instinct told me that was something I was meant to do. It was a dream that I had since grade school and that I I could see my name on the book, the new in fiction area at the bookstore. And even though it felt like all odds were against me and it did not fit with my path that I was on, it was something I knew I had to do. And again, going back to having experiences, we're not put on this earth to make as much money as we can. It's where it's about having money so we can fund the experiences that we want to have. It's about the kinds of things. And, or, or for me, it was like, even though it didn't fit with the path, that was an experience that I felt I deserved to have. And I wanted to work hard at it. And it ended up happening. I had a two book deal and the books are still on audible through random house. And it's just so amazing that I did that. And if I had not trusted my intuition, I would have missed out on that opportunity because all of the facts at the time were like, you don't have time to do this. You don't have the experience. You're not ready. Um, You're starting from scratch. You know, this is not the right time to do this. Your kids are little, they need your attention. And I was like, I have all the middle of the night. Well, everyone's asleep. <laughs> I'll do it when no one's watching. So at that time, I just had that calling that I needed to do it. So that was a good time when I listened to my intuition. But there have been other times when I did not listen to my intuition. And the red flags were there. And I decided to ignore them out of fear. And you reach a point where your, your instinct becomes so strong, your gut instinct that you cannot deny it. And I looked at it, it seriously felt like it was my ancestors, guardian angels, guiding spirits, whatever you want to call it, that were like, pay attention, we're giving you signs, we want to make this easier for you. And it took a while for me to come around. But once I did, I was like, Oh, my gosh, thank you. Yes, this is how it should be. And I just feel like there's been a couple times where had I paid attention to my gut instinct and really honored it and followed through, I would have saved a lot of time, uh, money, heartache, all of that. And I don't beat myself up about it because it's all lessons. It's all a lesson to learn. And whatever lessons we're meant to learn, they will keep showing up in our lives again and again until we learn the lesson. And so for that, I'm grateful. So now I know that I just have to trust myself and trust my, my instinct, my intuition, because it's there, it's there to guide us. And, and I recently heard something that said, when you feel 
it in your chest, it's fear. When you feel it in your stomach or your gut, it is your instinct or your future self. That's what I would say. It's like my future self. Mm. Hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That our intuition is truly powerful. I think sometimes we don't give it the credit it deserves. Right? And like you said, understanding that even when we go ahead and take action in something that maybe in our gut, it didn't feel good. Learning to understand that that's a lesson rather than a loss. Right, right. Yeah, because there's no reason to be mad at anybody or blame anyone. It's us. We had the Mm. opportunity to make these choices. This is how I look at it for myself, like taking accountability. And, you know, once you know, you know. So give yourself grace And you really have to set aside your ego, set aside your fear and get to the root of the issue. Like what one exercise I did was, um, you know, for example, like with Mucho Mas, I left, I had this, I co-owned a beautiful store for four years and my gut instinct came where I just, I had to leave. And I, I, I had a lot of anxiety. It was a lot to handle. I was doing all this design work. It was just so much for me to handle. And I would not even consider the thought of leaving. I just considered just keep working, just keep working. And finally, when I had a literal panic attack in front of customers one day, I sat down and I said, what is my biggest fear about leaving? And my biggest fear was that I'll, I waited so long for this opportunity, this experience, and I'm going to willingly walk away from it. And then I said, how would I handle that? Okay, I could always open a store again if I ever wanted to. There's always stores for lease. I could do it online. So what can I handle that? And once I did that for every fear related to that decision, what was my fear? what was the worst that could happen and how I could recover from it. I felt so confident and I'm like, oh my gosh, everything is going to be okay. I can do this. This is, you know, life will go on. There's more red carpet there for me to walk down. So it's, everything's going to be okay. And once I started doing that exercise, it helped me so much in my decision-making, the difficult decisions of taking away from your instinct or fear, anything like that, just putting it in black and white in front of you. That helped a lot because I was identifying what I was afraid of and what I thought could happen and could I handle it and what would I do? And it just was so helpful. Yes. I love that. Just having that clarity is so important. So the next key you shared with us was learning to evolve. And instead of using the word reinventing ourselves is really learning to embrace and evolving in our Mm -hmm. careers. How has that helped you? Well, having a brand for 20 years, I have seen so many changes in the industry. When I started Crafty Chica, there, we only had MySpace Like that was it. And we didn't have all of these other platforms to share things out. And now we have so many of them 
And I never looked at it as having to reinvent because I feel like reinventing, it doesn't honor your past. Like, it's like, oh, that's not good anymore. What I did is, is old now. It's, it's not good anymore. Evolving. I like to use the word evolve because everything that I did in the past has led me to where I am now. It's given me wisdom. It's given me experience. It's given me joy and insight tough love, all of that. And because of those past things, I'm able to evolve and grow stronger in new ways, in new areas. And it's always um, embracing new. To evolve is to like to adapt to what is happening, the new things that are happening around us. So I don't make it where, oh, I need to see what the latest thing is. It just comes naturally where I'm like, my goal is to meet people where they're at, where I can go and say, hey, here's a craft project. Try this out. I want to see where are they at? What are they doing? Where are they spending their time? I want to go hang out with them there. So I just show up as myself and I say, what is the vibe here? And I just go in that way. And TikTok is a perfect example because, you know, I let some doubt creep in when TikTok was bubbling up. And I'm like, oh my God, I am too old for this platform. Like, there's no way I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to consume content. And so I just started watching TikToks, but I loved it. I'm like, I would love to be a TikToker. (laughs) But part of me was like, no, don't be that person. Like, you know, the mom trying to be cool or whatever. And then TikTok reached out to me and they said, Kathy, we love everything you do. We want you to be on the creator program. And I've been there a year and a half now on the TikTok creator program. And I love it because everyone is just so kind and helpful. It's people of all different ages, all different industries. And it's part of my story of evolving my brand. Mm. And had I thought of like, oh, I'm going to reinvent. I would want to hide stuff that I did like I'm not doing that anymore now I'm doing this because I reinvented it now I'm like no look at how far I've come (laughs) this was my Valentine's Day project from 10 years ago and this is the Mm -hmm. one I have now so it's just more again going back to the experiences of just embracing all of them and enjoying life enjoying what we have to to play with and to learn Yeah, I love that. I love that embracing who we were, you know, and how we started and how Mm -hmm. much we've grown. I think it's important for us to acknowledge that that version of us, because that version of us really brought us to who we are today. Yes, yes, exactly. So the next tip you gave us was to really be present. And I think that's something that we sometimes forget in the midst of our journey of like really Mm -hmm. stepping into that best version or reaching and crossing off those goals, right? How can we accomplish to be present through our journeys? Well, I think I'm a big person who loves to see the end goal. I love manifesting. I love, to me, having an end goal is like a creative roadmap. 
I need to know where I'm going, where I'm headed. I need to have that vision in my mind. But what I've learned over these past few months is that in the process of holding that vision and just not looking side to side, just straight vision, I missed out on so many beautiful things that were taking place around me. And so this year, I'm challenging myself to slow it down and still have the end goal in mind. But again, having uh, confidence in the foundation that I've built that I'm able to say no to things to give me more space to enjoy the journey. Because what is the purpose of getting to the end goal if you can't remember the journey or you, you know, you're, all you remember is hard work and tears and sweat, <laughs> everything. I want to have fun with it. So I'm making sure to take time to really appreciate each day and what I'm working on. I'm doing a lot more journaling now. And I love that because it's different from blogging, like blogging. I'm, putting things out for people to read and journaling. It's just downloading things from my mind and my heart onto paper mm. of feeling. And I love looking back at those and saying, I looked at my journal from last year and I thought, wow, I've come such a long way from last year. And that's being present. That's just taking note of, of each day. Yes. I love that. I think Ever since I started journaling, it has truly been even just to put our thoughts out right and how we feel at that moment and going back to them. It, it's truly amazing to see the growth that we've had. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. So I think you already kind of touched on this, but I think this is somewhere where people can start sort of like how you started and it's making that crazy wish list. I know that that's kind of how you started, like you mentioned back in high school. And even today, I'm sure that you still have a wish list that you're working towards. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Oh, yes, definitely. And I I do this with my vision boards. Like I will sit down and write down a crazy wish list of 10 things. And then I take each one of those and I have a separate piece of paper either in a journal or just a piece of paper. And I write down how this will make my life better. If I have this thing, why do I want it? What is the difference it's going to make in my life? Uh, What is the good that it's going to bring to the world, to the community? Maybe it's just something for me and that's totally okay. But I just take time to answer these questions. And I find that once I identify the specific reasons why and how I want it, it really happens like in some way, shape or form. And for an example, like the Home Shopping Network, that was a goal I had in 2015. And I met the lady who was in charge of bringing crafters on. She wanted to work with me, but I did not have the right manufacturer. And I just stayed in touch with her all of these years. And then in um, 2019, I had hired a manager who I still have to this day to manage my my brand accounts and just all of everything, Crafty Chica. 
And she said, she set up a meeting with this lady and we pitched a new program. And I thought some way, somehow I'm going to find a manufacturer. And right after that meeting, I walked out, it was at the craft convention on the show floor. And I walked into this booth with a local company that said, we want to do a product line with you. And it just came to be and total, you know, manifestation. (laughs) So, you know, making those, those goals. And, you know, even though at the time I was like, is anything going to happen with HSN? I I would think it is be patient. It is. (laughs) And once I, I just kept it on the list. Another one was having a line of greeting cards and, I thought it was going to be through one avenue and I kept putting that avenue on my vision board. And I'll tell you, it was Hallmark. Like I kept saying, I'm going to have a greeting card line with Hallmark, with Hallmark, with Hallmark. I got so far as I got to, I got invited to their headquarters. I spent a day with the product manager, the design team, everyone. And at the end of it, months later, it just didn't pan out. And I was heartbroken. But mm. something told me, you know, it just, just keep it going. And then a couple years later, through LinkedIn, um, a greeting card company, the third largest greeting card company, they reached out and they said, we love your work. We want you to do greeting cards for us. Wow. And I'm there it is. I could cross it off my list. Like another crazy thing from my list. Now I learned from that, that sometimes it's, yes, it's good to be specific, but we have to be able to loosen it up. So the greeting card aspect came true, but it was the company that was different. Like you, you, you have to, the universe, God, whatever you believe in will align what is right for you when Mm. it is for you. You just have to be confident and have faith in that. And I'm so happy that both the HSN thing and the greeting cards and the fabric line, I have some fabric collections coming out because I wasn't ready at the time. My illustration skills were not as polished then as they are now. And so I feel much more confident and I just would always keep that list of, you know, novels and craft books. I, for my new book that just came out, I kept putting best-selling book, best-selling book. And then it was um, number one in the sewing category. (laughs) I'm like, I needed to be specific, like, you know, bestseller for everywhere. (laughs) So it's just so (laughs) funny how all of that works, but it, I just wanted to, to make that list because anything is possible. And I always look at it like our thoughts are the to-do list for our brain to follow. So what is the to-do list that you're going to give your brain? Mm. Your brain is like, I'm here to work for you. 100%. You're my boss. What are we doing today? We're going to be a bestseller today. Okay. Let's make that happen. (laughs) So every thought having intention for what you want to complete of when you put those things on your list, make sure to back it up with the thoughts and means of why you want to bring them into your life. And for me, like HSN, it was because 
I've never seen a Latina on HSN selling Latino products. I hadn't seen that. And that was my end goal of people to notice that and go, oh my gosh. And wouldn't you know, like the first time I was on HSN, I got emails and, and people were like, oh, I was watching from work on my phone because it's craft day. And I see this lady come out with curly black hair. And I'm like, oh my God, is that a Latina? Yay, congratulations for representing. (laughs) (laughs) And it was the best feeling. And I'm like, that's why it came to be because it was all for good reason. And it it served a good purpose. That's amazing. That's amazing that you're you're able to cross off all of those things off of your list. And I I love that as a first start for anyone listening who mm-hmm. is starting their journey and doesn't even know where to get started. Having that crazy wish list is a first place to start. Yes. However you want to do that on your journal, if it's a vision board, whatever it is, but make sure you get that wish list started. Yes, Kathy, thank you like- so much. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, like, realize, like, if you write 10 crazy wish list things, they don't all have to be done right now. Mm. Like, you take one a year to work on, you have your whole lifetime to work on them. So just kind of prioritize them according to your resources. Yes, definitely. And I, I love these five keys that you shared with us. I feel like it's definitely no matter what you're doing is something that you can put into practice. And I just want to thank you, Kathy, for taking the time to chat with us today, share your story, share your experience and all the nuggets that you had for us. I really, really appreciate you. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you so much for having me. And where can people find you on social media? Well, you can find me at Crafty Chica on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, all of them. My blog is craftychica.com and my store is craftychicastore.com. Perfect. And I'll make sure to link all of those on the show notes. Again, Kathy, thank you so much. Thank you, Mujerones, for tuning in. I hope this resonated with you guys. Please let us know what you thought about this episode on our Instagram, and we will see you guys next week. Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episodio of the Mujeron podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep working towards becoming the Mujeron of your dreams.